just a few brief words from one of my favorite psalms. But you know, I say that about every psalm I talk to you about, so that doesn't really qualify it much. Uh, Psalm 90, it's the only psalm that Moses wrote. And um, my grandson, Brooks, was going through Psalm 90 this morning, and he read it, and and he said, so this is by Moses. And uh, this is the only psalm that we have by Moses. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, so you know he's a pretty good writer. And uh, he probably wrote the victory psalm in Exodus 15, and we know that he wrote the song in Deuteronomy 32, which is sometimes referred to as his last words, and also Deuteronomy 33, the blessing. But when you come to the psalms, 150 psalms, Psalm 90 is it for Moses. So we're going to take a look at, at Psalm 90 um, and see what the Lord has for us today. Hear the word of the Lord, Psalm uh, 90, verses 1 through 11. Will you stand, please, as I read this first part? Hear the word of the Lord. Lord, you have been our refuge in every generation. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, From eternity to eternity, you are God. You return mankind to the dust, saying, Return, descendants of Adam. For in your sight, a thousand years are like yesterday that passes by like a few hours of the night. You end their lives, they sleep. They are like grass that grows in the morning. In the morning, it sprouts and grows. By evening, it withers and dries up. For we are consumed by your anger. We are terrified by your wrath. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. For all our days ebb away under your wrath, we end our years like a sigh. Our lives last 70 years, or if we are strong, 80 years, even the best of them are struggle and sorrow. Indeed, they pass quickly and we fly away. Who understands the power of your anger? Your wrath matches the fear that is due you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Father, bless the reading and the preaching of your word today. Have for us what you would have. Change what you would change. We're here for you, Lord. We know that you're here for us. We pray these things in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. It's always good to look at a scripture and try to think about the structure. And when I first began to look at Psalm 90 some years ago and realize just how special this psalm is. Of course, they're all special, but this is Moses' psalm. When I looked at this psalm, I I wanted to discern the structure. How did Moses put this together? Knowing that in an auditory society, a society that didn't have $5 books or $100 books or uh, the written word was precious, but it was on scrolls and it was very, very hard for anybody to have. So, Moses put this song together knowing that he was going to have to teach it audibly and that people would have to hear it through their ears and then that, and of course he put it to music so that it would be even easier to remember. So we look at the structure of the psalm and we see this psalm is a psalm of great contrast. Moses talks about, he starts with God and then he talks about man. It's a great contrast. We see God's greatness, his magnificence, how big he is, how long he has lived. 
And then we contrast that to man's insignificance, how small we are, how short our lives are. Moses says that before the mountains were born, before you, God, gave birth to the earth and the world from, the King James says, everlasting to everlasting, from eternity to eternity, you are God. Man, on the other hand, is like dust. Man, on the other hand, is like grass that grows, that sprouts early in the morning. By afternoon, it withers and dies. Our days ebb away under the wrath of God. We end our years like a sigh. My dad went to be with the Lord in October. He had uh, suffered for three or four years, and um, he was slipping away from us, and we knew he was slipping away from us, and we could see it, we could feel it. And I thought about this strong, vibrant man who served the Lord so well, who flew planes all over the world, who took missionaries to Mexico and in, into Central America. I thought of him, and, and as we were there with him, as he drew his last breath, I thought... We end our years like a sigh. And then he flew away. His spirit went to be with the Lord. But compared to God Almighty, our lives are so small and so short. But Moses gives us something there in that first verse that is so special. Lord, you have been our refuge. Yes, God is great. Yes, God is big. Yes, God has lasted forever and he will last forever. And compared to him, our lives are like withered grass. But you know what? God is our refuge. It is a great contrast to look at God's greatness versus man's insignificance. It's another great contrast to look at how time is for God, who is outside of time. And so Moses struggles to explain what time is for God. But he says this. He says, in your sight, God, a thousand years is like a few hours of the night. It's not even one day in God's economy of time equals a thousand years. No, it's not even a day. It's just a few hours of the night. We see the great contrast of God's time versus man's time. God's time, a few hours of the night is like a, our few hours of the night is like a thousand years. For him, it's nothing. And then he says, our lives last 70 years, or if we're strong, 80 years. We see a great contrast in time. Time is such a peculiar constraint in our lives. But I will tell you this, that the time clock for us is ticking. The Maxwells are building a house. Started in November. Hope to be done in... February? Yeah, something like that. Somewhere in there, hopefully. Lord willing, right? Are the days clicking by slowly as we anticipate getting into the house? Ron and I um, built, have built three houses together. The last house we built, was this was 19 years ago. It's still fresh in my memory. And so the, uh, the believer, my brother, Mike Hudson, who built our house, told us coming in, he said, this is not going to be a four-month process. 
since I'm giving you a special price, I'm going to build this as I can get to it, so just be patient. Well, that was good advice, but not well taken. And six months in, <clears throat> I was so weary of the process. I was so tired, and I just wanted to be in that house. And I told the Lord, Lord, if I can just spend one night in that house before I die, it'll be worth it. <laughs> and you think I'm teasing. I, I was so weary of the process. I mean, it's been 19 years. We haven't built any other houses, I'll tell you that. But, you know, the Lord heard my prayer, and he has since given me, I, I, I think I did the math yesterday, 6,900 nights thereabouts in that house. But time is a peculiar constraint. It greatly affects our lives. The time clock is ticking, but I will tell you this. It may be a peculiar constraint in our lives, but it's still in the Lord's hands. His timing is best. Nineteen years ago, we built that house. It's a long time ago. Ten years ago, the Lord led us to start this church. We're almost ten years now. Our first prayer meeting was on March 3rd, 2012. We spent the first four years um, getting things established, meeting regularly. We started meeting at uh, Northside Baptist, our sponsoring church. Then we moved to the Blackman Community Club. Then we moved to the YMCA. Then we moved to the Concord Baptist Association. Each of those locations were a particular blessing to us. But each location had its own unique set of challenges. When we moved to the community club, we had to watch the weather. Because if it rained hard, it's very possible that we would show up at church and there would be two inches of water all over the entire floor. Also, we had um, almost no room for a nursery, so we turned the kitchen into a nursery. You know this church, we have babies. We outgrew the nursery. We bought an RV and pulled it up to the back of the kitchen, and the RV was our nursery. The Blackman Community Club, we quickly outgrew that, so we went to the YMCA. But to go to the YMCA and have service there, there was already a church that had gotten to us, gotten there first. Those Presbyterians beat us to it. Uh, and they had their services on Sunday mornings. We had our services on Sunday evenings. So for a year and a half, we met on Sunday evenings. Each one of these locations was a blessing, but each one had special challenges. But I will say about the YMCA that we did have the biggest baptistry in the county. <laughs> and it was heated. And when we sang the doxology after the baptistry, after the baptismal services, it was the sweetest sound I think I've ever heard in my entire life. The YMCA shut down. We went to the Concord Baptist Association. We met there for exactly 52 weeks. We continued to grow. We actually had Sunday school space in the director's office. We actually had Sunday school space in the lobby. We actually had Sunday school space in one of the kitchen closets that had double doors and opened up. We, we had kids in there. We had kids everywhere. And when we had baptismal service, we brought uh, the horse troughs out to the front of the Concord Baptist Association, and, and uh, that's where I baptized some of you. Um, Y'all will remember that. And then the Lord 
gave us this property. Uh, I had been, um, you know, I was weary about moving into the house. I was far more weary about finding a place of service here where we could call a place our home. The Lord called us to Blackman to plant a church here in the Blackman community. And so when we were in the Concord Baptist Association, we were on the wrong side of town. When we were in the YMCA, we couldn't keep meeting there. It was closer, but they shut down. Blackman Community Club, we had outgrown that. I was so weary. I said, Lord, are you ever going to give us a place? And then the Lord made this happen. This property was finally available at a price that we could afford. And then God made all the details work out, the appraisal, the loans, God's people, we're so faithful to pledge and to give sacrificially. And then we had a place of our own. The word our, O-U-R. This was our place. I remember back when I was at Northside, I was sharing with a member of the community I'd, I told him, I said, yeah, uh, this is our church. And he looked at me sternly and he said, what do you mean it's your church? And it kind of set me back on my heels. I mean, I'd always talked about my church or our church. And, and he said, it's not your church. And so I, I took the rebuke and I've thought about it often since then. I mean, the rebuke was about 27 years ago, so I'm still thinking about it. But, you know, I, I didn't mean my church or our church from any particular position of ownership, because I certainly didn't feel like I was in charge, and I certainly didn't feel like I own the church. That's a funny thing about the word our it goes both ways. Yes, it was our church, but our church owned us too. Yes, the Lord is our refuge. He is our refuge, but the refuge owns us. Moses also talks about our sins and our iniquities, our secret sins, our secret sins in the light of his presence. And if you know anything about sin, they can be your sins and those sins can own you as well. So when I look at Psalm 90, I see that it's a song, a psalm of great contrast. We see God's greatness versus man's insignificance. We see the peculiar constraint of time, how God's time is so different than our time. But we also see that this word hour is in this psalm over and over. Verse 12, teach us to number our days carefully. Why? so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. I think this is the heart of the psalm. I think this is what Moses wanted us to do. I think he wanted us to think about the contrast between how great God is, how small we are, how weird time is to God, how strange it is to us. And he wanted us to think about these things because the time clock is ticking. And we are to count our days so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. And then Moses cries out and he says, Lord, how long turn and have compassion on your servants? 
Satisfy us in the morning with your faithful love so that we may shout with joy and be glad all, there it is again, our days. Make us rejoice for as many days as you've humbled us, for as many days as we've seen adversity. Let your work be seen by your servants and your splendor by the children. Let the favor of the Lord our God be on us. Establish for us the work of our hands. Establish the work of our hands. If God has called you to this church, if this is your church, it's not because you own it. It's not because you possess it. It's not because you're going to run it. It's because it owns you. This is your church. This is where the Lord placed you. This is where you're responsible to work. Then we should pray together. Let the favor of the Lord, our God, be on us. Establish for us the work of our hands. And we do this because our days are numbered. And we need to develop wisdom in our hearts. The time is short. We have a neighborhood to reach for Jesus Christ. Are you ready to do that with our church? Let's do it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Thank you for giving Moses this this psalm, this song. We thank you, Lord, that Moses, your special friend, the one that you bestowed on the leadership of your people, to go into Egypt and to rescue them and to lead them out with a strong hand. We thank you that Moses recorded this song for our benefit. Help us to be aware of the time, Lord. Help us to be fully aware that we have been called to do your work here at your church. These things we pray in your name, Jesus. Amen.